Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoman's Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh, and we are back here on a Tuesday night at Stone Cloud. Fantastic night. You've got a very dark beer. It's cold. Dark beers are what you have when it's cold. I can't. I, I can't disagree with the uh, with the theory. I just. I can't. I can't do a lot of dark beer. So it's not a stout, though. We'll talk yeah. about it here in a minute. But it's yeah, not a stout. Exactly. All right. Well, we are here again to talk Oklahoma State football. Cowboys obviously coming off of the very exciting, very dramatic twenty to fourteen victory over Iowa State. Got things turned around back in the right direction. Uh, back on the winning side of of things, and now Bedlam. So plenty to talk about this week. It's a fun week. It really is. It's exciting. We had some great chats with uh, the four players that we got to visit with this evening after practice, despite the fact that it was ridiculously cold. It was cold, yes. Okay. Stop me if you disagree. It was cold outside. It felt colder inside the, the indoor facility. It started feeling really cold indoors. It was. It was bad. And But then when you walk outside, I walked outside with Brock Martin. Yeah. And he started talking about how cold he was outside. Interesting. Yeah, that's fair. So I don't know that that indoor facility tends to sort of work like a uh, I don't want to say a refrigerator because it does the same yeah. thing with heat. Like yeah, if it's hot the day before, then gets cooler outside. It traps the heat in. Yeah, but if it's cold, then warms up. It stays cold inside, so it it just uh, you know it's it's, it's, it's a weird little building, is it what is. it is. It is, but it functions well. Mm-hmm. And it's better than, than the wind tunnel when we used to oh. do interviews underneath the stadium yeah. over at Boone Pickens Stadium. And that's really cold out there. It might be colder under there than it is in that indoor. Yes, exactly. I would agree with that. All right. Well, nobody wants to hear about yeah. how cold we are. So let's move on. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about Iowa State. Not a lot to, uh, to discuss there. We'll get into Bedlam, our thoughts on that. We'll talk Spencer Sanders. We'll talk Bowles. Uh, I, we can go into all my research that I did trying to figure out the path for Oklahoma State to get to... Uh, almost at San Antonio. <laughs> That's the Bulls. Arlington <laughs> is where they would want yes. to go for the Big 12 championship game. So we'll get into all of that. And, of course, the Stone Cloud six-pack at the end of the night that we'll, uh, that we'll get to. Some Best part stuff, of the night. Fun stuff planned for that. I uh, want to remind everybody to subscribe to the Cowboy Sports Minute, the Oklahoman's Oklahoma State Athletics newsletter. Go check that out at oklahoman.com. Subscribe to that. Get kept up to date on everything that's happening that's cowboy or cowgirl related. So plenty to uh to to stay involved with there and uh i think now it's time to uh, discuss the uh the, the very dark beverage that you've got yeah it's um it is dark mm-hmm. but it's good it's the big news it's big a news. uh it's a bla- uh, yeah exactly we got big news it's bedlam week yeah that's our big news it's bedlam week exactly um biggest week of the year uh in state for folks but uh big news it's a black ipa so it's a little dark. It's it's a little different at IPA. Mm-hmm. It's it's got a little bit more of that stout palate, but it's not right. quite a stout. Their stouts here are wonderful. They're wonderful stouts here, but they're also like thirteen to fourteen percent alcohol, and I just feel like it's not necessarily appropriate for a podcast. Yeah, that's it might fair. be a little dicey. That's fair. So yeah, I'm drinking yeah. big news. Kind of go go between. Yeah, it's well played. 
Uh, I'm going with one that you've actually had on the show, but this is my first time to try it. Wait, is this your beer? Oh, it absolutely is. Oh, okay. I, I should explain that. This is my beer. Okay. Not a single OSU fan went and commented a, a score predicting OSU to win against Iowa State. They all picked him to lose? No, actually, nobody predicted a score. What? Right? It's That's disappointing, disappointing, everybody. It's very disappointing. Disappointing. We want more participation. Scores predicted in the comments. You'll win a free beer that we will drink yes. for you next week. For now, I get to drink my own beer. Yeah. And as I said, this is one you've had before, Ocean Flute. It's a, a milkshake IPA. Very tasty. I'm really enjoying it so far. It's it's and, one of the best. And I'm going to continue enjoying it this evening. When the, I, when you told me that they said it was going away soon, mm-hmm. I was a little heartbroken. Yeah. Because it's I can understand. It's fantastic. It is really good. So no good complaints. milkshake. It's yeah. Oh yeah. Milkshake milkshake IPAs are some of my wife's favorites, so it's great. Very nice. I'm really looking forward to this, uh, but hopefully I get to drink it on behalf of someone else next week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, go in there on, on YouTube, throw your score prediction in the comments, and, uh, and you can win the free beer that I'll, I will get to enjoy next week. So, all right. With that, quick look back at Iowa State for the folks that didn't get to uh, check out our postgame podcast. And if you didn't, eh, you missed out. Sorry. They're missing out a lot right now. Exactly. Anything that, uh, that we didn't dis- discuss in depth that lingers at this point of the week? You know, I don't do – we, do we – touch in depth on the running game for the offense for OSU's offense as much not really we didn't get into that a ton. still bothersome it's very uh, strange that they're not getting things going Dominic Richardson plays a quarter and then is very limited it's been very good those one quarter he's played right. the last two games but to do that I they've got to figure this out I don't right. know what they've got to do maybe Spencer being back is going to help them loosen the run game a little bit but right. that's still a big concern for me going into the to this game where I think they could throw the ball on OU, but they got to be able to run it too. Or OU's, you know, OU can stop their pass. Right. So. Right. They they need that balance desperately. You're going to have more of a challenge on the other side of the ball with what OU can do running the ball in particular. But they've also got talent at receiver. They've got a quarterback that can make some plays. He's not incredibly consistent, but he can make some plays. So you're going to have to score. 20, 20 is not going to win this is what no. I'm getting at. You're going to have to be balanced. You're going to have to be able to run the ball. That, that's the strange thing when I say earlier I said strange. You go look at the first quarters of the last two games, Dominic Richardson probably has 20 carries for 90 yards. Yeah. And, you know, he had some double-digit runs uh, on Saturday that were, you know, some of the first they've had in a while, it feels like. And and then it, it, just, it just dissipated, and it's really hard to understand. You know, whether it's is a scheme thing that they're doing and they're catching guys off guard and then the opponent is adjusting, or if it's if there's something more, you know, whether it's, you know, Richardson not being out there as much later yeah. in the game that's that's impacting. And I think that's part of it because, like, we've talked about multiple times on this podcast, okay, he's not necessarily a home run threat right now. Right. But he's one of the best running backs that I've seen in a while at getting five when there's only two yards available, yeah, and or get, getting seven when when there's only four available, yeah. making those extra yards is something that has really impressed me over the course of the season. And they need him involved. They need him healthy. Maybe you know, maybe they need to go a little easier on him, do more more rotating early. Yeah. So you, maybe you got him on the field available more in the second half. 
maybe that's a, a direction they could go to try to change things up. They're really going to need to run the ball yeah. this week to to open things up. I think if you look at, at the Oklahoma defense, they've got a lot of injuries in the secondary. Their linebackers feel like they're, uh, there's a lack of consistency there mm-hmm. from, from what I've seen. So I think that you have areas where you can attack this defense. But you've got to be you've got to have balance or it's just yep. it's just gonna fall flat. And and I were you mentioned the, the second half part. If you don't have Dom available in that fourth quarter, say o, say OSU has a lead. Right. And they're trying to seal this game by taking down the clock, moving the chains, then if you don't have Dom, I don't know if they can do that. Right. And so they've got to figure out a way to get that to get him expanded through the game where yep. he can keep going because you're gonna need that closer. Right. In that situation. And he's proven to be a guy that, that they can depend on in that situation. You know, Ollie Gordon, I think, is is getting there. DeAndre Jackson is really developing mm-hmm. and coming along and being more involved, and that's important. But that's two guys that, that you can give it to to get, to get you some tough yards. Yeah. But Richardson's dependability in those situations has been, has been really valuable. And when you're needing to go run the ball and they know you're going to run the ball. Yeah. He's your best option. Yeah. So that will be interesting to watch. On the other side, my quick look back at at the Iowa State game, I can't figure out whether Oklahoma State's run defense played a lot better or if Iowa State just stinks at running the ball. I I I can't figure it out either. I know it's probably some of both. Yeah. But the, uh, the way that they played up front, has to be a, a good uh, momentum boost, a mm-hmm. confidence builder going into a game where they can really impact the game again. Yeah. Obviously, Eric Gray is, is you know, he's averaging uh, like 111 yards a game right now, coming off of a 200-yard game against West Virginia. Like I said, with Gabriel, if you can get to him and rattle him, uh, he's a guy that's been prone to overthrow some, mm-hmm. some open receivers, do some of those type of things, so... There are ways that this defensive line can really impact this game, and that's going to be important yeah. to doing what what they need to do. And, and talk with Brock Martin. He mm-hmm. said uh, you know one aspect that they thought they improved with was uh, the trust with each other. There's some new guys in there that weren't consistently playing together. With you know that wasn't the veteran group that they've had in the past, where they right. used to playing with each other, know who's going to do what. And so there's been some of those issues where they didn't necessarily. There was lack of trust between two guys, right. filling gaps and things like that. Yeah. So they finally feel like they started turning the corner on that. And so maybe that's going to help. Right. But okay. they also know the importance of uh, there's a cat outside. Yeah, there is. I got distracted that's, by it too. That's, that's new here. It's usually a bunch of dogs, not a cat. Probably some dogs in here, and, yeah. and we might have a fight on our hands <laughs> any, any minute now. Um, but uh, there's – they know that they have to stop Eric Gray. Sorry, I went blank for a second. The cat totally threw me off. Yeah. Um, Brock said that they know they have to start with the stop and the run, and then it goes from there. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And, um, you know, this uh, this conference has turned out to have more good running backs than I expected it to have at the beginning of the season. It kind of felt like it was Bijan and Deuce and, and, and just a bunch of guys. Yeah. Eric Gray has really emerged. Obviously, Devin Neal had a great game against Oklahoma State. But it's been solid throughout the year. Yeah. Even though they've kind of gone to the committee when they've had guys healthy there at Kansas. Kendra Miller. Kendra TCU. Miller has turned out to be a really good player, and, and he gave Oklahoma State some difficulties down in, in Fort Worth. So it's been, a, it's been a tough year to be struggling against, against the run. 
um, you know, not not as bad as it would have been last year when you know you had yeah. in Brees Hall and and guys like that yeah. into the mix. But it's been uh, the the run games have been better than I expected them to be across the board in the Big mm-hmm. Twelve, and this is another tough test. You really need, you know, we've we've talked about tackling issues for for weeks on this podcast. You've got to limit those, and they did a better job of that this week. Uh, but you need Mason Cobb, Xavier Benson making tackles, uh, you know, getting in position and finishing. Uh, we talked about it during the game. There was there was some tackling issues early yeah. against Iowa State, and we talked about how many times you see two defenders closing in from opposite sides of a guy, and mm-hmm. he just splits right between them, seemingly mm-hmm. running through arm tackles. You've got to you've got to be able to bring a guy down in those situations, and they know it, uh, they understand it, but. That's going to be really important this week if you're going to give yourself a chance mm-hmm. to go win a really important Bedlam game. How much did you – we'll get into specifics of what we talked about with the guys that we talked to tonight after mm-hmm. practice. We go behind the scenes. But what kind of sense did you get in in talking to guys tonight about the – no, the importance of this game, but, you know, not wanting to be the team that OU beats to get bowl eligible. And that seems pretty heavy on their minds. It yeah. seems to be, yeah. It seems to be. Brock Martin talked a lot. Right. I hung around with Brock the most, and he, he talked a lot about the bowl, eligi- part, bowl eligibility part and how he he said it'd be nice to, to beat them and be the ones that they don't, you know, they have to go win their last game to get in a right. bowl game. Yeah. Um, you know, that's important. And uh, so I think, I think that's weighed heavily on them that they don't want to be that team – yeah. To do to give that up, you know, um, I didn't hear it discussed a ton tonight. But you know, this team is aware of the struggles that that OSU has had mm-hmm. in Norman, in particular, for a, a long time. Haven't won there since 2014, when um, you know, when, and they weren't even expected to that year, mm-hmm. and had uh, the wild upset. But they've had these moments along the way where uh, where it looked like they had a chance, and and things crumbled uh, on them. Or where it's gone south really fast and gotten out of control. There's just a lot of bad vibes in that stadium for these guys, and uh, you can sense that last year, even though it was in Stillwater, has changed their attitude about how they they view this game because they they feel that they can match up with this team. Yeah. Player and, for player, and I, I may have the wrong guy to hang out with on this because Brock was like, "This oh, yeah. is his fifth or sixth bedlam," and he's right. like, "It's just another another game to him at this point." Right. But uh, yeah, he kind of had that attitude, you know. I mean, they, they feel that aura about him. He didn't really say it, but you get the sense that he feels pretty good about where they are and right. how they match up, and um, you know that he's learned a lot from this series. And I think last year was a turning point. Yeah. Um, one last thing we uh, is uh, before we uh, completely ditch Iowa State. Um, I was I was thinking at one point earlier today. I started trying to come up with figure out the number of games that I might have covered in my career football games total, not just OSU. Um, you know, high school games back when. Oh, that's a lot, right? Because I mean, high schools. We when we were on the beat, you were covering usually two a week during the regular season. Sometimes three if there was a Saturday game. Exactly. Uh, then you get the playoffs. Sometimes you would have a chance to cover two in a, in a playoff week. Most of the time, just one, but every now and then you get two. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at like 25 games a year, uh, minimum, I would yeah. say. Um, 
you know, and I did that for nine years. I, I can't remember how many years you were. Uh, did a long time, even at Lawton, though, right. too. Right, yeah, exactly. So, we had Lawton before that. I had Shawnee before that yeah. and Bethany. So Tahlequah when I was in college. Right. I had three other years on, on the college beat back in uh, 06 to 08. So, anyway, my point is, out of all the games that I've, that I've covered, which is in, uh, it's a few hundred. I don't know. I, I couldn't come mm-hmm. up with a good number to estimate it. I don't, I, I, I don't know that there are many things more impressive than what I saw Spencer Sanders do last Saturday. Yeah. I, I thought about this like I'm not a fan. Right. It's not, we're not paid to be fans. I'm not a fan. Totally try to be neutral here. But I got excited myself right. when Spencer came on the field like, oh, here we go. Right. Like, this is, this is about to get really fun. Yeah. And you just feel the excitement level build with everybody. Right. I thought the press box there was excitement. Like, oh, he's really going to yeah. do this. The attitude and changed in the, yeah. whole, the whole building. Yeah. And I've ne- I'm with you. I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that for a player that's hurt and comes off the bench and does that because we've seen a lot of crazy games and seen a lot of good things. Right. Like, But that's, that's one of those more, like, I don't know. It's not a Michael Jordan flu game or anything like that. We talked about mm-hmm. that the other night. But, like. It's it's up there for me. I'm just seeing it live and in person. Just see a guy that isn't supposed to play come in there and do what he did. Yeah. Because here, here's the thing. Okay, they're down 14-10 yeah. in the third quarter. They're just throwing a pick late in the third quarter. If he comes in, we know he hasn't practiced. I, I tweeted sometime before Halloween. I mean, I don't know exactly when the last time he went through a practice was. It's been weeks. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know exactly. If he came in and led a couple of decent drives. Maybe they kick a field goal, make it 14-13. They end up losing. We're still going to be talking about how valiant an an effort that was by Spencer Sanders to even give it a shot. The fact that he led them to a victory, it's – I mean, I can't even – I've I've run out of ways to describe how impressed I was with with what he was able to do in that situation. Just to see a guy that hadn't warmed up. Right, come in there. His first pass might hit the ground, maybe. You know, it looked like he caught it on. You know, it was confirmed or whatever. Right. But then they had to, to watch him warm up between quarters. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, the plan was for him to come in, but the plan wasn't for them to get the ball right back on an interception right. and exactly. where he was ready to go. They thought he, they've got a quarter to get him ready. Yeah, a quarter break. Right. And so, I just, yeah, that's, you know, the, he just got an Eskimo Joe's T-shirt last week. Maybe they should have some more T-shirts come out, <laughs> right. kind of on some stuff. New but design. Uh, yeah, you know, like that was, I. It's it was remarkable. It really was. Yeah, it was. All right, I think that wraps up everything we need to discuss about Iowa State. Uh, we talked a lot about Bedlam already. Um, I don't I don't know how to really wrap my head around the point spread of this game. It's so it bizarre. Feels weird. Feels really weird. Oklahoma State by seven, and, or I'm sorry, Oklahoma by seven and a half is the uh, the last number I've seen today, uh, as we're talking here on on Tuesday evening. Uh, it started it opened at six on the uh, the yeah. with the uh, the sports book that USA Today, our company, uses for the the odds that we put in the paper. Open at six, up to seven and a half now. I'll be curious to see if that goes a different direction as we get closer to the game. I can't imagine it going up anymore. No way, right? feels it feels it just feels really weird and there have been there have been some other games this year that i've i've 
felt that way about, uh, but nothing to this magnitude mm-hmm. with the way Oklahoma is playing. The fact that Spencer Sanders is obviously healthy enough to be on the field, and you would—I mean, everybody seems to expect him to play at this point. Yeah, where that wasn't always the case the last few weeks. I I can't can't explain it. I I don't I don't understand. I mean, I I thought they might be underdogs. I expected I expected just just, just because two, they're on the road two. at OU. Yeah. yeah, you know, you usually get a couple points just for being the home team. In some of these scenarios, and I thought, okay, maybe two, two and a half, might get three and a half, maybe. Yeah. But I just, what do you do with that? I mean, this is why I don't gamble on sports. Yeah, exactly. I don't gamble, period. But I don't gamble on sports because right. just lines like this, like, to me, I would think take all your money and go put it on OSU right. on this. Yeah. But don't take that as real advice. Please <laughs> do not take that as real <laughs> advice. Um, but it's, it's it's the most baffling thing of this entire week. Right. To me. We're not uh, not promoting sports gambling. No. Which is legal in Kansas, if you're curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that long a trip to the Kansas Star up there uh, on the south side of, uh, of, of, of Kansas. So. Yeah, we've... We've made that drive recently. We've driven past it a couple of times. Yeah. Not encouraging anybody to make that trip. <laughs> Just talking about random, yeah, random yeah. information. Just talking about the point spread. Popping into my head. So. Just the point spread. All right. Well, uh, anything else Bedlam-wise? I mean, we've talked about it comes down to the two things that we yeah. seem to be talking about every week. Run the ball, stop the run. You know, if, if Sanders is healthy, that obviously changes the offense dramatically. I think, I think Garrett Rangel and... Gunner Gundy played admirably. Yeah, in his absence, I think I think you saw just based on uh, on play calling that there is a, a different level of confidence maybe in yeah. in Rangel. They had him throw throw the ball a ton. Gundy, they tried to uh, to stick to the run. They only threw it twelve times through uh, through almost three three mm-hmm. full quarters with him. Is is some of that Iowa State's scheme? Oh, I definitely though, think so because. Yeah. You've got to, you've I got think to Gunner into, might have thrown more against Kansas. Right. You've got to take into effect the fact that the in, in, into account the fact that Gunner went against a much more difficult yeah. defense to, to And play they against. had that spy, you know, they right. have the, the yeah. safety back there and they, yeah. they confuse quarterbacks. What they do is they confuse quarterbacks. Right. And they they had to go, let's not let Gunner get too confused here right. and Yeah, and gotta, run the ball. You gotta try to keep him out of the weeds, whereas Kansas, yes, yeah. you can you can attack a little bit more yeah. in that situation. So that's definitely definitely yeah. part of it. I think that you see uh, you you see promise in what both of them can do. The throw Gunner Gunny made to John Paul Richardson for the eighty-yard touchdown, still the best touchdown. I've seen all season by any quarterback. If you if you can go find it on social media, I know you can. You'll yeah. have to just actually do the work. Uh, <laughs> go find it on social media. Find the the end zone view from from as as John Paul is running toward you. And look at, at how far he has to extend his hands from his body. It's uh, basically like one inch more than a football. Yeah. It's like it's right there. Yeah. It nails him right on the numbers, right in the hands. I remember I remember, I remember the ball coming towards us in the press box because we right. were there, yeah. kind of that angle. And I just thought, that's that's a pretty ball. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a perfect ball. Yeah. It was it was incredible. Obviously, the rest of the day didn't uh, didn't go incredibly smoothly for mm-hmm. for Gundy. Um, you know, outside of that one throw, we talked about this earlier. Four of eleven for uh, twenty yards. Twenty yards, yeah. So, a, a rough day at times, but again, 
best de- uh, top ten defense nationally. I think it. I don't think it does yeah. Iowa State justice to call them the best defense in the Big Twelve. No, they're top, top 10, ten nationally. Yes, this is a ridiculous. It's like defense. OSU's defense last year. Yeah, essentially. Not. I don't know if they're as dynamic as OSU's was last right. year. Right. But they're statistically they're right up there with what OSU was doing. Yeah, they last year. Um, they just don't have the offense to go with it. Yeah. So, uh, what I'm taking a really long way to get around to is I, I see promise in both of those guys. Mm-hmm. I think there's a a good quarterback battle looming in the future. Putting you on the spot really quickly now. Is Spencer Sanders the quarterback of this team next year? Ooh, on the spot. Got feeling yes. I'm right there with you. Too competitive to walk away. I feel that way too. I feel like And his limited NFL opportunities right now. Yeah. You know, he is a he is a borderline draft guy right now. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, there are some guys in the league that I think he's more talented than. Yes. Some third string guys. Not yes. I'm not, not not starters. No, yeah. There's no. some third string guys that I think he's more talented than. So I think he'll get a shot. Then it becomes do you land in the right situation? You know, or uh, you know, all those different things. The NFL's tough business. It absolutely is. I really feel like Sanders will take advantage of that yeah. here and come back and lead this team again. Yeah, I think so too. It, it it feels that way, and then you've got another year for Gundy and Rangel to develop. I, Zane Flores coming in at, at, yeah. in January. He'll be here for spring. Got some time to get his feet under him, and then things get really interesting for the twenty twenty four season. And I, and I think there's a chance for Spencer to leave his mark a little bit more in the program, not record book wise anything like that. He's got a chance to to be the tutor, to be the teacher for these guys even more. Yeah. To where they can be developed, and he can leave the position better than when he took over, per se. Right. You know, leaves. Yeah. You want to leave something better than when you found it, right? right? So I think maybe Spencer has a little bit of that in his mind. Yeah. Ultimately, I can see that. All right, let's move on. We'll talk uh, a little bit about the Big Twelve Championship game. Still a chance. So you're saying there's a chance? That's that's exactly how it feels. The uh, yeah. the Jim Carrey moment yeah. that you're referencing is about how it feels for this Oklahoma State team because. The opportunities are getting very limited. Obviously, the easy way for them to get to the Big 12 title game is to them to win out. Kansas State loses mm-hmm. twice. They go no matter what else happens the rest of the league because the only two only two teams that could catch them at that point would be Baylor and Texas. They got head-to-head wins over both of them. So no matter what happens mm-hmm. there, they would go to the Big 12 championship game. The problem is they need Kansas State to lose twice. In any scenario, there is there is no scenario where Kansas State loses once. Even though Oklahoma State mathematically mm. could tie them at six and three in the conference, there's no scenario where they get the tiebreaker over Kansas State or Texas, who would be the other team yeah. that, that could get into a tie with Dude, them and mess things. What up. What are the odds Kansas State loses twice? Doesn't feel great. It does not feel be great. No. Then be Tech Kansas, there too, right? And then they've got Kansas coming to Manhattan. So they get the home field, but it's a yeah. rivalry game, and Kansas has a, a chance to compete in it. Jaden Daniels might be fully healthy. Right? You never know what happens um, with Jaden Daniels. Devin Neal might run wild. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> right? You know. Um, but then Cade Warner might go nuts. I don't know. You know, I just don't know. Right. Um, Will Howard might be due for a a uh, a dud. I don't want it. Yeah, a dud. I didn't want to yeah. call it Will Howard moment because he's played really well. <laughs> right. But you know, in the years past, he's not been very good. Right. So. You know, he might be due for one of those. I don't know. I mean, yeah. but I don't like the odds for OSU. No. 
that's that's the difficult thing is because you can envision one loss for Kansas State. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to envision two at this point. I mean, the real the thing that Oklahoma State really needed was Baylor to to beat Kansas State last week, and obviously that didn't happen. So, yeah, what happened to Baylor there? That was brutal. Strange. Same thing that happened to OSU, I guess. Right, exactly. Really, uh, really weird. But so at five and four, say Oklahoma State wins just one more, Kansas State loses two. We're already at a certain level of chaos at that point, right? Yeah. I'm proje- projecting that. Then you've got Baylor, Texas, Kansas, Texas Tech that could all climb up to five and four mathematically. You could it's, – it's, it's pure chaos. I don't know that Brett Yormark could even decide this. Right, no. It's just throw a dart. Yeah. See, it's just whoever it hits, just send them to the t- – Send him to go play TCU. OSU did let him ride a horse, though. So maybe they he did. aims the dart at OSU. Right, they did so. let him ride a horse. Hey, that uh, makes a difference. It makes a difference. Yeah. You never know. All right. That's enough about that. That that kind of yeah. lays out the uh, the scenarios for OSU fans who are curious. It's just a slim chance. It's uh, it's still there. Hey, speaking of horse, I did not bring this up to you earlier. Did you see Texas is starting to do recruiting photos on horses now? Are they really? Yes. Well, look at Wonder that. where they got that idea. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I was going to say Texas Tech will start doing it, then say that OSU stole uh, it from them. Yeah, that's next. Yeah, that would be that'd be uh, that'll be later. <laughs> uh, let's go to the to real quick talk about bowls. We're uh, we're half an hour deep into the show here, so we cheese it's and liberty, right? What, what give is this? me liberty or give me that's Cheez-Its. right. That's right. Do you want cheese it's from the cheese it bowl <laughs> right. or the cheese it citrus bowl? Right, which sounds so awkward. Yeah, cheese it's and cit- citrus. No, like like. Cheez-Its with orange juice? Yeah. That's I had some Cheez-Its that were sour cream flavored today, like little Cheez-It, like Ooh, crisp chips yeah. type things. Uh-huh. I had some of those. Those are good. That sounds good. Yeah. i go for that. Yeah. Not citrus, though. Yeah. But yeah, Cheez-It, double dipping. Yeah. They've, got, they've already got the cheese. That's bowl. like a big no-no, double dipping. What are they doing? Right? Uh. I, I don't understand. Like, it's like they're trying to get their name on as many bowls as possible. <laughs> they were already at the one in Arizona yeah. that used to be the Insight Bowl when Oklahoma State went there. Now it's the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. It was the Cheez-It Bowl for a while. Then they moved over to what was the Camping World Bowl that Oklahoma State went to back in 2017. Now it's the Cheez-It Bowl, which Oklahoma State went to in 2020. (laughs) And now they're adding their name to the other Orlando Bowl, the Citrus Bowl. So you're going to have the Cheez-It Bowl a week later, same stadium. Yeah. A week later, at the same stadium, (laughs) you're going to have the (laughs) Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Yeah. It's it's really bizarre. Is it – how long until it's – Cheese at Disney World. I'd be all for that. <laughs> like if they're just passing out cheeses, yeah. they're cruising around. Like yeah. you're standing in line for an hour for for uh, a ride, and you got some free Cheez-Its, It makes a difference. Cheese at Disney World. Cheese at Epcot. Yeah. You know, cheese. Yeah, it's just, just keep going. Just Orlando sponsored by Cheese It. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and it just that's that's where this is heading. Right. Or Cheese at Super Bowl. Cheese at Orlando. That's yeah. all. Cheese at Orlando. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Little little Mickey ears on the Cheez-Its. Right. Is that, is that the corners? You know, the, yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. All right. So that all that <laughs> to say gut instinct right now, what bowl does Oklahoma State end up at when we're, uh, when we're discussing it on uh, December 4th? The Alamo Bowl. Alamo is That's where I'm going. I They're going to San Antonio. I think, I think the Riverwalk, the Alamo, you know. You remembered. I, I do remember the Alamo, yes. I'm uh, I'm with that I'm with you on that I think that's the uh, the best odds. I I could see the Cheez-It Bowl happening, but I feel like Alamo is where this team is heading right now. You know I think I think 
because of the all the Big Twelve stuff we just talked about, the opportunity to get to the Sugar Bowl is is even more limited than it was a week ago. Mm-hmm. Alamo, I think, is is the spot this team falls at. I think um, you know with people seeing the Spencer Sanders story and the direction it could go over the next two weeks. He goes and leaves him with two more wins. Mm-hmm. People are really excited about this program, and I think it's an attractive, uh, an attractive team yeah. for a bowl game. And they haven't been to the Alamo since uh, 2016. So I haven't been to the Alamo since high school. So I'm all there for it. Go. Here we go. All right. I love San Antonio. I I've, I liked it in high school. So you know, I mean, is there you know is there any kind of cave or anything we can? Go get to we get, surely we they got explore. We can okay. go explore. Okay, I don't see why not. Yeah, around the Alamo maybe. Right, Riverwalk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, they've got Pee Wee Herman's bike in the basement at the Alamo, so oh yeah, maybe that's in a cave. I don't that's know. Maybe could yeah. be. Well, Who knows? You never know. Yeah. All right. Anything else that we need to get to before we uh, before we shut this uh, shut this thing down and and wrap it up, and put a nice bow on it with the uh, the Stone Cloud six pack? I don't think so. I think we're ready for a six pack. I'm ready to crack one open here. I think so too. I'm right there. I with also you. did all my normal homework, so we're yes. good. Uh-huh. To let uh, our listeners and that, viewers know, you send me these topics ahead of time. I do, yeah. and I look at it. I say, "Cool." I usually respond, "Okay, yes, cool," or something. Always, almost always, and then I don't look at them again. Right. So that's the extent of my homework. One of these weeks, I'm going to send you some, and then uh, change them all, just to see if you notice. I won't notice. Right. That's what I figured. <laughs> There's a very good chance. Yeah. I have no idea. Right. <laughs> Unless it's a uh, a food related draft, which today yes, is, yes, I'll, I'll notice that. I know that, the draft. Yeah, that I think you'll catch on. Yes. To. All right. With that, let's go ahead and open up the Stone Cloud Six Pack. First, the football topics. Over or under, one hundred and eleven point three yards, which is what Eric Gray is averaging, which is why I came up with that mm-hmm. number. One hundred eleven point three yards rushing for OU's Eric Gray. Over or under? Over. Going over. Yeah, I'm going it over. Feels that way. It's gonna be a whole lot of Eric Gray. Yeah, I mean, if if Jeff Levy knows what he's doing, yes, and um, seems to mostly know what he's doing. Oh, you fans might want to argue that, but <laughs> you—it's got to be a steady dose of Eric. Yes, Ray. yeah, I think. Oh, I think over. Yeah, I'm with you on uh, on the over. Um, that said, I am picking Oklahoma State to win this game, but I think Eric Gray has a. I had a, a hard time day. making this pick this week. It is, it's a weird one to try to Because I thought, right man, OSU struggles so much in Norman. Right. This feels like the kind of game they could lose because of Eric Gray. Right. But I still picked OSU. I'm with you there. All right, moving on. Over or under 39.5 pass attempts for Spencer Sanders. This is, a, this is a little bit out there. I'm basically saying, do you think he's going to throw the ball 40 times considering he threw the ball 13 in a little over a quarter last uh, last week. Yes, the numbers are uh, are are possible, but that's asking a lot of a guy that hasn't practiced a ton in a few weeks. That would be putting him in a uh, in a difficult situation. I'm, I'm going with the tough mf'er. He's going to throw more. He is a tough mf'er. Yeah. Self-proclaimed. Over. I am with you. I'm going over as well. I think that I think that's going that's going to be the best source of offense for them. Yes. I think they're going to give him opportunities to make some short completions like we saw on Saturday, some 8-yard throws, some slants to your outside guys, some uh, some your inside guys finding finding holes in the middle. 
of the field. So I'm, I'm going over. But, man, that is asking a lot. That's asking a lot of a dude. We'll be very curious to see how, uh, how that plays out. All right, here's one that we've discussed a few times on this podcast. I don't know if any okay. of us have ever gotten the answer right on this one. Ooh. Next interception for OSU. Next I think we, I think we actually, uh, I think we, I threw this question out one time, and they didn't have an interception for like three weeks. Yeah, so you might jinx them here. Um, Mason Cobb. Mason Cobb. Very interesting. Yeah, right. going to the linebackers yeah. on this one. He's got one this season. It's not out of the yeah. realm of possibility. Had yeah. a really big one earlier this season. So I am playing the odds here. Yeah. And I'm going with Jason Taylor the second. I thought about that, but I pick him a lot. You do pick so, him a lot. The dude leads the Big 12 in picks. He does. Feels like a big game. Yeah. There's a good chance that he's going to find a way to get his hands on the ball. I think this is uh, is the week that he uh, yeah. he finds a number five. Number five. Man. Four interceptions this year. For Jason Taylor the second, and and Saturday might have been the easiest of his career. That's possible. It was just right there. He just yeah yeah that was that was that 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 one there in uh, was that third third quarter fourth quarter maybe third quarter yeah. I think was uh, that was a game. it was the one that took that got Spencer in the game right exactly yeah. yes yes exactly Spencer came in it the was, next play. yeah third quarter yep. it was it, it was it wasn't as Easy as Mason Cobb's last year when Jason said if it had been a spear to killed him, <laughs> right? You know, like, uh, but it was it was up there with that. It was that was a that was a gift for sure. Uh, one thing we didn't really touch on too much from Iowa State that uh, that I think could could be impactful: five turnovers, four sacks. When you put up those kind of numbers, mm. if they can replicate that, obviously you're not going to get that every game. But those get close things, to it. You get you get you get a couple of each. Start making some progress yeah. to really swing the game, even though it didn't feel like it was swinging the game last week. They had five picks and we're still losing. So, yeah, um, but it it can have an impact in a in a uh, a rivalry game like this. All right, I think that does it for uh, for the uh, the football half of the Stone Cloud Six Pack. So that brings us to the draft. This is the fun part. It is. Now i uh, i have I have another. I don't normally tease what the draft is going to be the week before. Next week, I've got another more specific Thanksgiving-themed uh, yeah. draft idea that, that, that we'll get around to. But for this one, we're going with pies. Oh, pies. All right. Thanksgiving pies or just pies in general? Pies in general. Okay. Pies in okay. General. okay. Thanksgiving inspired it. Yeah, yeah. But okay. pies, pies in general. Okay. I got I to gotta ask this first for right, you. Right, right. Are you a warm fruit or a cold fruit guy? Oh, I can go either way. Okay, okay. Um, let me uh, let me ask you this. Rank them really quickly. Pie, cake, cookie. Ooh. In dessert, I want I want one, two, and three. Ooh. Because I'll, I'm a, I'm a uh, I'm I'm pie, cookie, cake. That's pie, my cookie, that's cake. my order. Man, it depends on what it is. That's the problem mm. for me. It depends on okay. what I've got as okay. my options. All right. Because that's they fair. could go any order at that point. Okay, that's fair. I'm pretty strong. Are you? It's a, it's a really strong chance that I'm going to take pie over. I have a sweet tooth, so I don't discriminate too much. Yeah, that's fair. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's jump in. Uh, I think it's your turn to go first. Perfect. I'll let you. I'll let you have the first. Perfect. First I'm gonna, I'm going to go for the brownie points here 
My mom does not watch this podcast that I'm aware of. Right. If she watches it, hi, mom. Um, Herpacon pie. All right. It's then. a family recipe. My grandma made it. She Very makes nice. it. It's just this homemade pecan pie. She makes it every holiday. Some special special occasions. Mm-hmm. And it's just a delightful homemade pecan pie. All right. I like that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pausing the draft because there's one really important thing that I forgot to get to earlier that I've got to mention right now. Okay. Because it was uh, it was maybe my favorite moment in an interview. Oh, yeah. It's happened all We didn't season. talk about the players we, we talked about. We, we skipped didn't. it. We, well, we, that's all right. Too late. breeze right past but it. But let's get but, this part in real quick. Okay. Got to interview Joe Mahalski for the very first time right. in his career. He's He was my uh, security uh, guy escort through right. the Bedlam uh, stor- uh, field, field storming last uh, year. Field storming last year. That's yeah. right. I meant to tell, tell him that. I didn't get yeah. a chance to. Uh, great guy. He skyrocketed into my top five players to wow. on this team. I didn't get to talk to him. I'm really bummed now. He was fantastic. Talking football was great with him. Talking non-football was great with him. Talked a lot of different stuff. We got down toward the end of the interview. Okay, his, his last name is spelled M-I-C-H-A-L-S-K-I. Right. Lots of us been mispronouncing it for years till he started playing. We found out that, that the C was silent. But even then, you, you would hear different versions of his Mikowski. name. Mikowski. 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 All sorts of All sorts of different things. So I said, I want you to pronounce your name and then tell me your favorite mispronunciation <laughs> of your name. But first, pronounce your name so that we know how to say it. And he pauses for a second and he goes, Joe? <laughs> And I lost it. I straight lost it. It was fantastic. It was an incredible moment. <laughs> I've never. Man, I wish I'd have been there for that. I've never laughed that hard while interviewing a football player ever in my life. <laughs> Joe. Joe. It was great. All right. Yeah. He's top five. That's yeah. yeah it's <laughs> it was great. And and that wasn't the only moment. He was he was really good talking about. It. He's very proud of the fact that he's from. Kansas City, Kansas, right on the Kansas side, the best side, uh, according the best to best side. They got Joe's. Yeah, they do, they do. He mentioned another another barbecue place that I uh, I cannot name. I know Joe's. Uh, it was a it was a local place uh, in his uh, yeah. near his hometown. So, um, but had a blast talking to Joe Mahalski, and it is Mahalski. I can confirm. Does he? eat Joe eats at Joe's. Huh? Ah, got to find out. <laughs> got to find out. Uh, Joe <laughs> Michalowski was his favorite mispronunciation. Michalowski oh, mi- mispronunciation nice. of his name. Okay, back to the reg- regular okay, schedule. Sorry, draft. I apologize for uh, it's your for, it's for your pick now. You haven't even picked yet. It is my. You pick. had to you had to divert. That's right. Okay, I'm I'm going with uh, another uh, very specific. You went with your mom's mm. family recipe for pecan pie. I'm going with a. This is not a cheesecake. Cheesecake is not pie. Let's, right. Let's That's fair. That. That's okay. fair. But it's called I do love cheesecake, though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's like top on anything. If you if you had to rank, it's cheesecake. Right. Okay. Fair so. enough. Cherry cream cheese pie. Cherry cream cheese pie. So it's That's pie shell, usually graham cracker crust. Okay. Uh, cream cheese. Got some, some lemon juice, some other things to, mm-hmm. to sweeten it up. And then just pie filling, just poured over the top of it. Cherry wow. pie filling. Oh, man. It's amazing. That it's, sounds it's amazing. A, it's a cold fruit pie. Okay. That sounds amazing. It's Spectacular. Um, probably more about my personal life than anybody cares to know, but my ex-father-in-law makes this. And I loved it so much that he's still been divorced a while. <laughs> he still makes me one on my birthday and at Christmas. That's awesome. It's fantastic because he knows that I love it. 
and I get the whole thing to myself. Too. Yeah, there you it go. It just yeah. Me. I put it in the fridge. I'm still eating that thing at, at, at New Year's. That's it's, awesome. It's spectacular. All right. Back to you. Pick number two. Well, I'm not going to give you a sentimental on this one. Just going to go straight up cherry pie. Strong. I, it's similar to yours. Mm-hmm. I just love cherry pie. I right. always have. Mm-hmm. It's always been my favorite pie, really, to be honest. Yep. Like, just everyday pie. Nothing just give me that. a slice of cherry pie. Yeah. Um, another weird story with my number two pick, which is apple pie. Okay. Um, oh, I've already discussed that cake, bottom of the list for me. Yeah. Okay, so you get married, you got a groom's cake, right? I don't care for cake all that much. Go to my stepmom and say, how about we do groom's pie? So she finds out a way to do these little tiny pies so that everybody can have like oh, little yeah. individual ones. She made one big one for, for, for me, but all these tiny little individual ones for everybody else. We did apple pie instead of groom's cake at my wedding. So, nice. Yeah. That's good. Big we did cake balls. Pie. That's solid, too. And, uh, that. and then groom's cake was a cake, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. Our, our wedding cake was cake balls. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Pick number three for you, Ooh, sir. Pick number three. So this is hard. There's so many pies I like. Right. You know, I like a banana cream pie. Mm-hmm. I like, like, there's what, some pudding pies, right? I mm-hmm. like those. I like a cookies and cream Oreo pie. I'm going to have to go with like a, uh, like a chocolate meringue pie. That's hard to beat right there. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And I also specifically have the meringue. There used to be a place in Elgin called Trivets in Elgin, Oklahoma down there that this they had a lady that specifically did pies for them. It's this old diner. She retired eventually after I left the area, but she did meringue. And I'm no no kidding. The meringue was half like half the size of these ten ounce pour glasses here. Yeah. Like they're it was the tallest meringue, some of the best meringue, <laughs> and that that is some of the best pie. That that sounds really good. Yeah. No uh, no disagreement from me on that. I'm gonna gonna wrap it up. I'm going with peach pie as my Ooh. last one. Peach. For some reason, everybody goes cobbler with peach. Right. A peach pie, also really yeah. good. Very solid. Uh, that, uh, that, and apple. I'm, I'm both. I'm going warm on both of those. Yeah, yeah. Either one with the. I like with some ice cream way. on yeah. top. Oh yeah, that's that's strong. I almost went blueberry pie too, and, and I didn't really that. consider blueberry pie much until I went to New England on that a few Ooh. years ago on a road trip. Yeah. And blueberries are a big deal up there, All and right. it, man, a blueberry pie will. Will mm-hmm. knock you knock you down. It's so good. It yeah. is. Yeah, I almost considered that, but I wanted to vary some fruit, savory things right. like that a little right. bit. It's a really weird one, uh, but uh, at Burger King they used to have, and they might still have it. I don't have a Burger King near me, so I don't get yeah. to test out Burger King that often. They used to have a uh, uh, Hershey chocolate pie. Oh yeah, was, uh, Hershey item it had Oreo crust. Oh, that's good. It had a little bit of uh, whipped cream yeah. on the top, some uh, some other chocolatey things mixed in. Yeah, I was addicted to those for a while. Oh during, man, uh, during college, but uh, that's different. Story. I just like pie. This is this is a I'm tough a draft because I feel it like is. I'm overlooking so many different kinds right? of pie that I'll eat. Right. Any of the six that we drafted, you put them right here, and and I'm gonna dig into all of them. I'm gonna eat all six of them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Very good. Anything else before we uh, we shut it down here at Stone Cloud on this no, I fantastic think we've covered everything. Tuesday night? I think we've covered everything. Another great one. We're getting toward the end of our run here at Stone Cloud. We I'm, are, uh, yes. I'm getting a little sad. A couple weeks left. That's right. That's all we've got. We're going to have to figure out a way to continue something or do something. Right. We're going to have to figure out something. Yeah, absolutely. Stay tuned. Maybe we can brainstorm this. Yeah, we'll have to think about it some more. All right. But with that, 
Thank you to everybody who watched on YouTube, everybody who listened on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our podcast from. We appreciate all of you. Remember to go drop your score predictions in the comments of the YouTube video. We will uh, we will get you a free beer that we'll drink for you next week. So we appreciate all of you checking it out. Thanks to Chris or uh, any of his helpers back at the office that help put this out and make it look all fancy. Thank you to you. And thank you for watching and listening to the Cowboy Conference. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.